0: Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Alison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Welcome, welcome, come on in! My name is Allison Packard and this is Allison's Wonderland, the show that takes you on a journey down the rabbit hole and through the looking glass into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games! Yes! Happy Wonderland Wednesday, everybody. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Go ahead and type one word in and let me know how all of you guys are feeling tonight. Hey Sebastian, what's up Pretender Kitty, brand new face, Chris, Angela, hey Tamir, I'm always wondering if I'm pronouncing your name right, Genesis, thank you for joining, how are you guys feeling tonight, Jonathan, good to see your face, hey Angela, hey Jeffrey, good to see you, Hunter, you made it, I'm glad there wasn't a lightning storm that took you out of commission. It's so good to see everybody tuning in. We're really excited because tonight we have award-winning voice actress Jennifer Hale, prolific video game and animation voice actress. In fact, she's the Guinness Book of World Records holder for most female voices in a video game. Like what? That's kind of crazy. I used to read the Guinness Book of World Records for fun as a kid and I I don't remember seeing that, but I remember seeing some other weird stuff. So what an honor and privilege it is for us to have her on the show tonight. We're gonna talk all about her career and we're also gonna chat about her brand new endeavor which is skillshub.life. And it's a website that I've been using, find it super helpful. It basically connects voice actors and coaches for one-on-one on-demand coaching so if you need if you have like a last minute audition that comes through and you need some coaching or you just want to brush up on some skills it's really great for that so i reached out to jennifer to see if she would come on the show she graciously accepted so i'm so excited to bring her on hey jen i'm gonna go ahead and invite you right now let's see here we go Being on the stream, I just want to remind everybody that there is a box on the bottom with a little question mark. If you have questions, go ahead and type them in there, and I will do my best to get to them. Hey!
1: It Happy took me Wednesday. a couple minutes to find the button to join. I was like, I've never joined before. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's either you can invite, either
0: I can invite you or you can ask to be on, but either way works great. So yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you so much for your kind words. It's lovely. Ah, it? oh, you're so welcome. Thanks yeah. for joining us. It's so glad yeah.
0: to have you. you. You're definitely a big inspiration for me, not just in your career, but I feel like you're like my soul sister. Because we both, like, love being out outdoors in nature, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think it feels like you're really aligned in a spiritual path and sharing your wisdom with others, and um, I so appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Well, yeah. you know, if other people can benefit from my road rash and save the money that I've spent on fixing it... Yeah, baby, get it in there. Real yeah. dirty,
0: real lots
1: of scars, yeah. but that's what life's about, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, yeah, so, I mean... I, so many questions. I mean, there's so many different avenues. I'm I'm curious about your career. I definitely want to talk about Skills Hub and just some personal stuff as well, like life lessons and things. I'm just curious, like, so what is your average day like these days? I mean, you're, you're a voice actress, but you're also a musician, an entrepreneur. How do you manage your time? How do you get it all in?
1: I'm trying to figure that out. It's, you know, it's a lot of brush fire existence. I mean, today... We're looking for a social media manager for Skills Hub. And until we find one, hi, I do a lot of it. There's a couple other people helping, but it was a lot of that. There's a lot of slogging through things. I don't know how to do Canva and all these uh, apps and stuff and figuring it out. So it took me the whole day to accomplish about four tasks and you just have to accept it. But I get up and, you know, my first priority in the morning, actually my very first priority before I even open my eyes is where's my head today? And I don't, I, I check in and then I tell it where it's going to be today. (laughs) I check in to honor where I'm at and then I go, okay, so this is my focus today. Like I've been sending my kid off to school lately with this. He's in middle school. He just started middle school and I've been sending him off. Yeah. Oh God. Being a parent, (gasps) man. It's, you know, all right. Yeah. It's a thing. Totally. I love it so much. And I, the, the size are because it's going so fast. It's just like yeah. flying by. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to go back and do it some more. But so, and you're mother on. of one? I am. Yeah. One son. Yeah. I've known since I was nine, I was going to have one and he was going to be a boy and I was going to be a single parent. I have no idea. Maybe time is not sequential. Maybe it's parallel. And <laughs> that's how I know that. I don't know. Maybe the flash was right. You know, I don't know. But yeah. So I send him off to school with one sentence, which is you know, after I love you and bye and, you know, be smart, all that. <laughs> it is look for the good stuff. Look for the good stuff. Mm. And that's, you know, phrases like that, or if I'm feeling if I wake up just feeling completely like, ooh, I'm not on my game today, then my saying for the day is okay, slow down. Don't push mm. it. If you're not there, you're not there. It'll all line up when it lines up. So anyway, so that's how the day... And then that's I do a lot of intermittent fasting. So I make breakfast for my kid <laughs> and I drink a lot of water. And then I'm trying... I'm working out. I'm experimenting right now with different times when I work out. I'm work. I'm doing strength training now, four days a week. And I take my dog for a walk, a nice long walk, because she's a big girl and she will get quite bouncy. And she gets pissed off. She's like, excuse me, I <laughs> think you forgot something. <laughs> if we don't do a long walk... Me? <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's big girl, she's a big girl. she's a Shepherd Pyrenees mix, and she's massive and And then I just come back and start digging in auditions. It's really the hardest part is executive function. It's organizing all the stuff that comes at us because in this freelance career, you know for anybody who's freelance or is an actor and you know your scheduling is very reactive. You tend gotcha. to uh, for myself my entire career, and I've been freelance since I, since I was a teenager, full time since I was twenty supporting myself. The whole time, which is cool and overwhelming sometimes. So I've been trained to be reactive and light on my feet. Like, oh, you need me now? Great, drop everything. You need this? Great, drop everything. Because that's the the myth of freelance, right? Is that you get to do whatever you want on your own time? No, no, you come whenever they call. <laughs> and yeah. so that's actually the one thing with Skills Hub that I, you know, you know because the way this whole thing happened is I just had this idea a couple years ago. Uh, I get tired. You know, remember we used to audition and we go places and they would tell us that. and they would coach us and direct us. Right. I miss and, that. And yeah, now you go, you get stuff at home and I'm in this box that I built. I love my beautiful box I've built, but I'm like, there's no one in here to, to say, yeah, you're, you know, there's like <laughs> nobody to weigh in. And so except for all the various voices in your head oh, and you can't and always trust them. Oh, they're a nasty little committee that requires a <laughs> lot of discipline. We'll talk about that. But, I remember I was just like, God, if I, cause I've done, I've paid for private coaching. I'm like, I don't need an hour with somebody. I just need 10 minutes. And I was like, what if there was a place? And I met this developer a year ago to barbecue at my sister's and, and he was, I like this. And Bill made it happen. It's extraordinary. My sister's like, I'll organize. I'm like, please be my executive function. And So she (laughs) does that in her spare time. And so now that I'm running that, like I can't be reactive in my schedule anymore. Mm. I have to be proactive. I have to mm. make it happen. I mean, I have partners there and stuff, but it's a completely different approach. And you know, us, we're, we're hired guns. We come in, mm-hmm. we get it done. We check it off our list and whew, we're out. It's done. It's off my list. This is like, it's like now it lives in my house. It's never off my list. <laughs> when You start the project. You're like, Oh, it's always going to be here. And that know, is how I feel about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But 50, you know what you're, what you're doing here, you know, it's the same thing as what we're doing. at Club, is You're serving people, you're giving to people, you're helping and supporting people to expand their world. And that's that's huge. It's so valuable.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, the, the reward is is worth the effort, but I, I agree that. When you take on a project that is sort of in the developmental phase, there's you don't even know what the to-do list is. There's your Mm to-do list that you know, and then there's that whole to-do list that you don't even know yet, and you're still working on your team and your systems, and those maybe are not our strong suits.
1: Oh, my God. And I launched two things at the same time. I launched two things in June. I also launched a Patreon community. Oh, that's a whole, I'm like, oh, my God. I was thinking last, I had, you know, those 4 a.m. things. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's next. And, and then it's making that happen. <laughs> the 4 a.m. Oh, the things that come to you at 4 a.m. You're like oh. half asleep and you're like, oh, yes, that's the answer. And you hope you remember <laughs> it the next day. You know, yeah. the unconscious right. is an extraordinary powerhouse of, of beautiful things. Yeah. Yes. Do you do a lot of dream work? I do some. I, I love my, my dream times. Very, very specific. I am mm-hmm. blessed to be connected to a, I'm not going to get into that, very wise person who is deeply who's intensely spiritual and you will never find in the phone book or or any other, you know or online anywhere and they work in the dream space and i in my dream time i surrender and i have no agenda my mm. dream time is all about let me know what i need to know you know in fact the other day yeah. i had one of those dreams where something was happening some significant apocalyptic thing was happening and this has been my dream theme my whole life yeah. and i got yeah. to get busy cuz And I get out there and I start putting all these systems into place that I know are really, really important for what's coming. And nobody knows I'm doing it. Then it's okay. They don't need to know. But I know those systems. It's like a sorting thing. Like everybody's going into their sorting spaces where they need to go and it's happening seamlessly and I'm behind the scenes and it all gets handled and and people are going to be okay because those systems got put into place because they did it. And then I woke up (laughs) and I was like, oh, well, that felt very powerful and useful and kind of exhausting. And my next thought was, where is the fun in any of this and i was like oh that's my message from dream time <laughs> not to sort people for the apocalypse but let's find some fun
0: yes yes you know even if the world is burning we still need to be able to get through get through yeah it.
1: we do What do you do for fun?
0: I love to go camping. We are soul sisters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My family and I have a little travel trailer, so we take it out um, as many weekends as we can. Which ones? I've been looking at those. Oh, I. Well, we could go on (laughs) extensively. It's a 17 foot travel trailer. It's tiny. It's 2,500 pounds, and um, you can tow it with a small SUV.
1: They're really great. I have a forerunner. I, I, love, I love cars. Oh, so I don't you can go bigger. They even. get banged up. Yeah. But one of my neighbor kids had to get cut out of the roof rack of my forerunner. I don't need to hear that story. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've moved to an island up, you know, off the Canadian coast. And I, I have this roof rack on my forerunner that's this awesome, like, grid, like this. And then yeah. it has these rectangles at strategic points along the sides that you can rig stuff to. Like I throw my paddleboard up there. I can throw bags up there. I can throw tool, you know, carry, you know, containers up there, whatever. And there's a ladder on the back of my trap. And my, my yard is the, my house is the house where the kids come and, and hang out and like trash my front yard. Cause it's just full of like wood ramp things and pieces of lumber and God knows what, I'm, like the trash pit front yard that they make <laughs> stuff out of and I've never cleaned it cause I never want to lose that. And um, they come on my record like this. And I put a little pool in like this is hat and the trampoline. Like this is the house. Come and do the man. After, right. And so they're playing Nerf Wars or something outside. And I guess somebody must've shot a Nerf bullet up onto that landed on the roof of my car. And my car has a ladder on the back. And I was busy. Like I redid this house top to bottom. Oh, and wow. I was meeting with the kitchen guy for the first time. And we're down there looking at the kitchen and figuring out what to do. And then Shane was like, mom, well stuck on the car. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay. So I come out and he has reached through this little he, at the time. I think he was five had reached through maybe six. But one of those things on the side of the car that was about this big, had stuck his arm through it to get the oh nerve God. hole in, reaching around the side of the roof rack and getting it. He reached oh through no. the hole <laughs> <laughs> and he got stuck and we tried. soap. we tried, uh, and this is, we're all supposed to be masked. This was in the middle of the, you know, the early pandemic times. And yeah. I mean, I tried oil, I tried soap, I tried ice, I tried stern comments, I tried gentle comments, I tried everything, and it was not happening. And so (laughs) they finally called the fire department, and they came to my house. Meanwhile, it was the most exciting thing the fire department had done all day. Oh my God, they took a grinder and cut him out of (gasps) my... Yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. Hey, I'm the house. How's it going? You need a sign proceed at, at your own risk, right? <laughs> I should be able to say, you know what you're getting into.
0: <laughs> so, are, I, I didn't know you had, so you're you living outside Canada now? You live in I Canada? am
1: in Canada. Yeah, I was born in Canada. I was born in Labrador. Yeah. And I, I am a Nunatohovut, Southern Labrador Inuit. I am First Nations roots. And nice. I my mom actually kidnapped me back to the U.S. when I was just almost two. And uh, I grew up in the U.S. And then I found my father when I was 19, and we connected very well. I had a dad, a second dad, who I didn't realize was my second. You know what I mean? Anyway, my mom was married a lot, and and I got we he we were very very alike. We were extremely alike. He transitioned you and you yeah we he transitioned out about 16 months ago, and so but I was so happy to have the time I had, and uh, I recovered a bunch of family from finding him. And then I, I stayed in the States, stayed in L.A. working. And then I had planned to kind of head up to here to this zone because my sister's really lives in this area. And I wanted my kid to do middle school kind of in a place where he could be outside and run around yeah. and just have one of those, you know, I'll be in the range. I'm allowed to go kind of childhood. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's happening right now. And but it happened. It wasn't going to be as early as it happened. It was going to be a little later. And then March 16th. I was sitting in my kitchen counter and I I lived by my intuition. Yeah, and My intuition had been tapping me on the shoulder for a couple of years going, go home. I mean, in Canada. And I was like, uh, yeah, not right now. <laughs> and then in February, it started going, go, go, go. And I was like, I'm I'm working on it. I, I don't know. It, it's going to. And then March 16th, it was like, go now. And I was like, ah, okay. And I bought tickets. I was like, we'll just go visit my sister for a few weeks. Because apparently school is closed for a couple of weeks. Okay and and that was that yeah wow yeah well the crazy thing is i bought the ticket on monday for a thursday departure and i was kind of like friends of mine were going to rent my house like (laughs) cohab like i love the whole community living thing and their rent was up and i was like man i love you guys just we'll figure it out just come stay at the house and we'll figure you know we'll work it out i'll probably be going this summer and i'll start kind of packing up my house a little bit make room and and on monday i was like all right i'm going to pack up a little more because the feeling I'm having is pretty intense so I started packing my house and then Wednesday the government closed those two days later the government closed the border to all but Canadian citizens the Canadian government and I was like okay so it's tomorrow <laughs> eight thirty flight international okay so maybe we'll maybe we won't be able to come back <laughs> yeah I kicked it into high gear got some help with everything and just was like okay here we go and it's crazy because sorting out your legal and your banking and you know all the stuff wow. you got to sort out, you know, w- in a day was the thing. Yeah. But we made the flight. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, one of the cool parts was my, you know, uh, the way my mom kidnapped me was not so good. It was not necessary. And Were you
0: aware at the time?
1: That's not even yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father basically just came to visit me and came to visit me and came to visit me and then I was gone. And, you know, he couldn't find me. And so the first thing I did when I got back across the border was call my father and tell mm. him I'm back. Aww. So that was cool. <laughs> that was really cool.
0: Yeah. And so you said he, he just
1: passed 16 months He had a stroke 10 days after I got over. Oh my he, was, gosh. he was in Labrador. He was across the continent in, in Labrador. I'm on the west side of Canada. He's on the east side. So mm. we, and then I was still in quarantine when he had a big stroke. And so I couldn't, if even if I had flown to where he was, mm-hmm. I would have had to quarantine again. Yeah. And yeah. so if he was going to transition, like I, it didn't make any sense. So I stayed here and I, we walked him through virtually. And, and it was interesting because at the time, like there's so many people who have had, who haven't even had that level of privilege. Like I had that level of privilege because he had his, he's an amazing man. He was in that hospital and he was completely there. Like he didn't lose any of his mental facilities. He just couldn't form most words uh, and he yeah. couldn't stand up. And he was an activist and he made his whole life doing, you know, manual labor jobs. Like that's what he did. Drove a truck grew flour, you know, through heavy things of flour, like snowplow, like working. He worked. And he was also a tribal elder. And mm-hmm. and most importantly, he was a phenomenally powerful internally activist for mm-hmm. First Nations and for land rights and for water rights, especially in Labrador. I said the greatest thing. Labrador technically falls under the Newfoundland government, but it's the big land part. Newfoundland's the island part up here. And there were no Labrador flags that flew at the border with Quebec. So <laughs> my father, they kept asking and they're like, no. They kept asking, they went, no. So my father took a big, long trip <laughs> Sanded it down to a pole, loaded his truck up with a uh, quick creek, drove to the border, which was several hours. I don't even know how long it was. Dug a hole, stuck it in there, put the concrete in, put the flag up and left. And the government never took it down. So they put one up on the other side. When he died, you know, this just normal guy who was wow. a wonderful activist, the flags across Labrador were at half mast wow. across in government places and a lot of places. It was great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. What a legend.
1: Yeah. He was awesome. He was awesome.
0: And do you feel that some of that spirit is distilled in you as well?
1: Oh yeah. I will. I am definitely a poop stirrer. That is what I do. You know, my career is sort of a delivery system for whatever divine inspiration comes through and for breaking down barriers. That's really what I do. That's what I do that's that's actually what skills hub is about it's about breaking down barriers to entry we've had a crazy number of people who've never done voice acting before who just want to try it or just want to up their D yeah. game and or people who live in like, D game yeah we have coach <laughs> who coaches people on their D stuff it's crazy charles ross he's amazing yeah so yeah like we've got people I, I want people in all parts of the planet to be able to participate in the game and you know we got this thing that we've opened up called the opportunity board where like if you're just making fan fiction or if you're making a game out of your basement or an animated thing out of the corner of your kitchen and you have you know 50 bucks to pay somebody or nothing to pay anybody and you need actors we've got a free place for you to post it's called the opportunity board doesn't cost creators a thing and creators don't have to be members actors are members because of all the other Mm -hmm. benefits and the coaching and i just found out actors pay piece of their salary when they book these jobs on some of these sites, like if you're a non, you know, in the non-union world and a site posts a job, you give them a percentage of your, of your job pay. And I was like, what? What? Like an agent, so, so they're like acting as an agent? It's not even an agent. It's like a fee. Mm. It's like, you know, if it's on Fiverr, you pay a X X percentage of your earnings oh. to Fiverr. And uh-huh. like, we're not doing that. We are not doing that so that's great anyway so breaking down barriers yes i do have pieces of my dad for sure (laughs) just ask my sister yeah so how is it working with your sister that must be a fun experience what what do i know (laughs) no it's she's (laughs) my sister is a phenomenal human being my sister is just no she really is like it's not like oh i'll speak well of her no no she's she's an awesome human being. I didn't know her. Uh, I didn't grow up with her because my my mom did, I didn't know she existed. I didn't know any of them existed, but my, my, they always knew I existed, which was kind of a really beautiful thing. She was the keeper of my history. She gave me back my history. Uh, I'll get all choked up about it, but (sighs) so it's amazing. I trust her. I trust her completely. I trust her completely. Yeah. When did you reunite? When I met my father, she was away that summer, but the following summer, I think I was 20 and she was 18. We both met in Labrador. And she's got this beautiful, just still point inside. And I'm like, pew, 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 pew. And she's (laughs) just still, you know, Mm -hmm. she's sees everything. And she would sit with my grandma and she gathered all the facts. And so she, because she could sit and listen and pick up details and just wait she had the whole story and she over time just gave it to me in pieces it was beautiful yeah because my Uh mom created a lot of fiction so she helped me straighten out the fiction yeah
0: wow and so now you guys are working on this endeavor you just launched skills hub just a couple months ago really yeah june 25th Mm -hmm. i remember seeing it on your instagram being like because at that time i was like there needs to be, like, we need more community in the voiceover industry because we don't have that like we used to. We're not going yeah. into a casting agency. We're not even going into our agencies. And I very much miss that. And and I thought, oh, my God, this is such a brilliant idea. I signed up right away, and I've been doing oh, some glad. coaching. And Yay, Yeah, here. it's just, it's great the on-demand aspect is what I really like because yeah. sometimes, you know, you might start working on something, and you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I need a second ear on this. Or I, I'm just not quite sure am I hitting it or not. And then, you know, to bring someone in for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes to say like, you got it, but here's the beat you need to tweak. Or like, you know what? (laughs) You need to start over. This character's not working. It's really great. Yeah. And I know that you have been seeking to build community. And Mm -hmm. so I was wondering, what are your hopes for the future in terms of that?
1: We have a forum that is incredible and people are starting to weigh in, in the forum. And I'm hoping to see the forum build. I'm Mm. hoping to see these workout rooms with Jeff Burns, who I think is here. Yeah. He's a great idea. Yeah. We have, we used to, you know, we used to do workshops, right. And we get inspired and we'd create a workout group and we'd meet once a week and work out and pay the engineer. And this is a virtual version of the same where people can get together. Like I think we've got people in the rooms who are like just gonna do readings from from a script. And JD, one of this guy, JD, who's organized it, is one of our members, is gonna just hand out roles and it's just a great place to practice it. They could also just be cocktail hours. You could just meet to mm-hmm. talk about like, okay, I don't know what to do now, or oh my god, I did this thing, and I just wanted to tell somebody. You know, community yeah. gatherings, they're gathering rooms. They hold up to 10 people right now. And this is the beautiful thing about the site, like. Almost everything on this site came from 50 plus beta tests that we did one-on-one with coaches, actors in levels one, two, and three, which is the beginners, middle, and, and you know, advanced actors, people who come in and just beta tested with us. And it, so if there's something that people discover that they need, let us know. We will create it. You know, maybe we'll create hangout rooms and people can meet and chat and stuff, you know, like whatever. There used to
0: be like a business group that I was a member of that Lauren Kling started many years ago. That was a Mm. fun little way for people to check in with each other every month. Yeah. Just give each other support. How did
1: you come up with the name skillshub.life? We, we, we came up with Skills Hub because the skills is what you get out of the coaching and the hub is what we get out of our community. The hub is our community. And the community is a huge piece of it. And then com was taken, so we grabbed life <laughs> And we actually, you know, Skills Hub is about connecting experts with people who need expertise in little mm-hmm. bite-sized affordable bits that they can manage for their budget and their schedule, right? Yeah. Vertical, as we call it, the first vertical is acting. And the next one we're probably going to move to is devs. We're going to do the same thing, connecting people who know with people who need to know in a space for devs we're just going to keep going and so skills we picked skills hub because it's a a name not specific to any industry but mm-hmm. it describes what we do yeah
0: very cool so when you say dubs, do you mean adr dubbing for video no games? sorry
1: devs devs uh developers developers oh. and content creators
0: yeah ah, that's our next Yeah, we have, yeah because we
1: already cover i think we have i don't know over 25 different acting skills that we coach, you know, ADR Mm -hmm. and looping is one and podcasting and performance capture and on camera and Mm -hmm. sitcom and like all these different, different aspects that we cover. We've got, now we have, I think 54 coaches, maybe 55 we're adding every week. We have to, you know, we have to catch up. (laughs) And how does one sign up for a skills hub? You just go to acting.skillshub.life and you find, find the site there. I think we have a seven day free trial. We have been in beta. You are the first to know you have an exclusive. We are out of beta now. We are full version. We are full, fully opened. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So excited. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. And yeah, so we are fully live now. And it's awesome. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. So hit cool. that forum because community is super important. And and ask us for what you need. Just email support at life. Let us know what you want on the site. We'll make it happen. And, and then the, so the groups that are in there, those are from anyone that is a member of Skills Hub
0: can just join or create their own. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Maybe we'll have to do a Wonderland thing sometime, like a workout yes. group or something.
1: I love yeah, that. Very yes. cool.
0: A lot of people come on here and they have a lot of questions about breaking into voice acting. And because yeah. this is a forum that also we, we talk about people's careers. We talk about personal and really kind of dive into this world. There's not a ton of time for just advice and that sort of thing, but we could do maybe do a subset for those that are specifically looking at break into voiceover. So yeah.
1: Hitting maybe questions. I'm here. I'm here. So I'm curious.
0: We've talked a little bit about your Patreon. Patreon. Oh. Patreon. So where you're um, from.
1: How you want to say this?
0: I was calling it Patron for a while. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I
1: was Patron. like, oh yeah, she's got Patron, you know? Uh, <laughs> not this month. I'm in my one time, to- one month a year cleanse, but after this. So can you tell us a little bit about what, what um, kind of things you're sharing on that platform? Yeah, Patreon is my personal mission. It's It has three pillars. It's called The Haven. It's just patreon.com forward slash Jennifer Hale. We call it The Haven. And... The three pillars of my Patreon. Basically, it happened because I haven't, you know, I haven't had the easiest road on the planet in this life, and I've invested a lot of time, money, and uh, energy into healing and clearing out. And I've learned a lot on the way. Learned a lot, and some some of it was expensive and painful. And so if I can share any of my road rash with people, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a financial expert, but money is something we focus on a decent amount. I'm getting ready to jump into a money program in there, Mm -hmm. you know, to create a structure for people to start talking about that. So we have three pillars. One is let's reconnect you to your gut, your intuition, your instincts. Let's reconnect you to that. Second thing is let's get you what you want. Do you even remember what that is? And are you wanting what you want or are you wanting what you think you should want? And the third thing is, we are the ones we've been waiting for. The current Mm. system works so beautifully for the corporations that have overtaken the planet like a bad virus. And they're not going to change it because it works for them. But I don't know that it's working for us individuals. And nobody's coming to do it for us. So let's link arms and let's rise up together.
0: Hey guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. And don't you think that that COVID and sort of the changes that have come about from the pandemic have shifted globally the way we approach sort of our goals and the way we're structuring our life? Do you see this
1: as kind of being a good jumping off point for I think so. I really do. You know, COVID has been a really interesting thing. It, I mean, we all are pretty clear about the pain points of COVID, right? You mm. know, we, we know those really well. I think there are also blessings of COVID. You know, we don't yeah. gather at malls anymore. We go outside, mm. you know. We don't focus constantly on, Am I, uh, have I achieved enough? Am I ahead enough? Am I good enough? Right now, we've been intensely, intensely focusing on, is everyone okay? And I don't think that's a bad thing. We've been deeply forced to reconnect to community and self-care. It's kind of sink or swim, right, with that. Look, I mean, for a long time, these, these corporations, you know, <laughs> these Lex Luthors, etc., have been really putting the planet through some pretty bad stuff and doing it in the name of profit and it's a form of capitalism that is not sustainable at all in any way shape or form not for humans not for the planet not for any of it and the planet would push back and the corporations would just send a bigger bulldozer and this time the planet sent her smallest soldier and went sit down you know so I hope we remember you know yeah beautiful
0: yeah I hear you. Speaking of corporations, do you do commercial VO? How does that sit with your, you know, (laughs) philosophies on life? How do you feel about auditioning for projects that maybe aren't in alignment? I'm curious about how you approach that at this stage in your life. And maybe it was different 20 years ago. It was different. It Uh It was
1: way different. It's such a great question, Allison. I started my career in Birmingham, Alabama where there were five ad agencies doing nothing but syndicated small market car commercials. And what that means is they would go around the country and sell their advertising package to a bunch of different car dealerships. And it was the same commercial. They just take out one dealership's name and put in another one. This one goes to (laughs) Gulfport. This one goes to Shreveport. This one goes to, you know, ARAB. This one goes to Reform, you know, like whatever the towns were. And I got really, really good doing those. I did so many of those. That's how I started. I was I think, still in high school when I did my first, you know, VO and maybe, yeah, just barely in the university. I have no idea. And I got really good at that and I worked really hard at it. And then I went to Atlanta. I used to, I worked both cities, Birmingham and Atlanta to expand that. And that's how I get my first film audition, which is what got me out to LA. And when I came out to LA, my intention was to do, and I was there to do film and TV stuff. That's why I left where I was because I had a killer career where I was. And, you know, like a lot of us, I booked a a few things, but it wasn't enough to pay the bills. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I made a VO tape just to make some money. And that tape was commercials. I had never done any animation. And my first audition in LA was for a cartoon series. And it was, I booked it and and it was a series. And I was like, Oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I jumped into class. So training has always been my, my ally. So, uh-huh. yeah, and I per- pursued commercials hard. I I did tons and tons and tons of them. There was a point in the early 2000s where I couldn't turn on the TV or radio without hearing myself. I was gateway computer spokesperson for over 10 years. If I never oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And Ted is so great, the owner of the company. I used to get flown to do their Christmas parties and hang out with him. And he's a riot such a riot and i did tons of them and i i definitely had an evolution i've i in 1995 i wasn't feeling fabulous mood wise emotionally and one of my mentors had the wisdom to send me to this woman in santa barbara who did kind of more alternative you know at that time was really alternative now it's called functional medicine healing. And she had me give up sugar, dairy, and caffeine. And I was drinking green juice and taking probiotics in 1995. And everybody thought I was nuts. And it helped, right? And I've I've just started, you know, really understanding what big food does to us and how it messes with us. And then I started really jumping into money and educating myself around money. And because I think in these sort of 50 and 70 year timelines, and I'm like, there's stuff I want to do in my life, and I need to work less and go do that stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've did a volunteer vacation in Thailand in 2006 and just fell in love with that kind of a connection, mm, you know, and yeah. that kind of living and giving back. Or that's I hate that phrase because that kind of community combination with you know people people from different socioeconomic groups coming together to better everyone.
0: Yeah, that's
1: really the more accurate description because I got a crap ton out of it <laughs> when yeah. I went. And I thought, okay, this is I want more of this in my life. But I, oh, I have bills and now I bought a house and I redid the whole house. Okay. I need to concentrate on money. So the more I learned about money mm-hmm. and, and food and health, the more I looked around and went, oh my God, you know, McDonald's is not food. These health foods are not health foods. They're full of soybean, corn, all these oils that will, that will kill you eventually over time they're full of all these things that are slowly poisoning us and making us sick and sending us over to big pharma and big medicines for them to make Mm. their chunk of the money you know and it's all being passed through lobbyists and it's all being shoved under the rug by those lobbyists and those paid for and bought representatives it makes me insane so yeah a thing has started to happen over the last few years i remember going to an audition for a financial services company and i'm like they make their money on commissions they do not care whether you're having a good investment or not if you're lucky you might get the one rep that really cares but he's being duped by his employer it's a whole racket and I'm thinking to myself I have no business auditioning for this I'm not the one they want I can't do it anymore I can't do it anymore so yeah that's been my commercial evolution Straight up pass. You're like, this is not straight up. I won't do McDonald's. I Mm -hmm. won't do pharmaceuticals. I won't do those. But I hesitate to say that because there are, I hope many, many people out there do because it's for that. It's for anyone to come and audition. Listen, you build your career on anything you need to build it on. Build it. Do it. You take care of yourself. Don't. I'm not judging anyone who does that. I'm just yeah. sharing my particular journey because it was asked. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that, that that the hard part is when you get to that point where, y- you know, you might think be thinking for whatever reason, X job or Y job or Z job doesn't resonate with you. How to then, there's this fear of disappointing your reps or... You know, I don't know, you know, to be like, okay, like for me, like actually I love a good Big Mac, like once in a while. So yeah. I'm cool with McDonald's, but there are other things that maybe, you know, I just, I, you know, you, are not aligned with it, you know? Yeah. So I think it's very empowering to, for you to be able to say, not for me, you know, Yeah, and create so, room. Yeah. Then we're creating space for the opportunities that are for us. Right.
1: Amen. Amen. Absolutely. yeah. We, write, we are so aligned, you and I. We are so aligned. I'm writing a <laughs> note to myself. Jennifer Hale said, it's okay.
0: <laughs> Say, no. listen I like know, you're saying with the bigger it, yes.
1: It comes down to one thing that I have really, that's been in my face ever since the beginning of the pandemic, which is... Gorgeousness? Caring for, <laughs> you. Caring for yourself so deeply that you stand for yourself more than anyone else in the world. Yeah. What matters to you most is what you what feels right for you not like you're gonna go damage anybody else but like it's okay you do you and full respect to you because I'm fully doing me and I know there's room for all of us and I'm not judging you you can disagree with somebody without disliking them yeah you know
0: and that's yeah. the uncomfortable place we're all in these days I think oh yeah was <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah big time yeah
0: it's very wise. Uh, you also had a money podcast. I know you mentioned that you're very active in, in financials. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, that actually was born because I started reaching that point where I, I, I couldn't do certain things anymore because I knew I just didn't have the stomach for it. And I knew, and if you don't, if you can't make, as an actor, if you can't believe in what you're saying, you're not going to book it. What's, they'll waste their time. Yeah. You know? So I thought, okay. I really love money and the study of money. I always have. There was this crazy board game that I bought that was stupid expensive. It was put out by Robert Kiyosaki's company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was called Cashflow. It was a board game. And I used to sit by myself playing this board game to sort of figure out how it all worked. I just loved it. And my second dad, who was the dad that I I spent more time with growing, you know, when I was younger, used to call me the little capitalist piglet. But the flavor of capitalism (laughs) that I was, yeah, I would run the numbers at 10 years old about how much I could make if I spent this much money on macrame rope and this much money on beads and made like (laughs) you know plant holders, hangers, and stuff, and what I could sell them for. And then I'd make them, and then I'd just give them away. Like, oh no, just take it. (laughs) Like that's my form of capitalism. It's like, oh, I missed a step. Thank God I have business partners, right? (laughs) But so at that point, I realized that I, I loved real estate. Like I had wasted money trying to learn how to do stock options to help my self-directed pension that I created, you know, as we do as independently self-employed people grow. And I was like, Oh, wasted that stupid, huge chunk of money because I hate stocks. It's just not my happy place for people who it is. It's please do it. Cause, but it's not mine. Real estate's mine. So I jumped in and started learning about how to syndicate real estate investments and how to kind of, cause money's all about velocity and education and, mm-hmm but I felt this weird hitch. I felt embarrassed. I thought, oh, does this make me less of an artist and less of a performer? Mm. And I went, oh, mm. no, thank you. No, no, time out, <laughs> time out. That is an old paradigm. It's been around a long time, a stupid old belief that needs to be kicked to the curb, which is if you're creative, you're not good with money. And if you're good with money, you're somehow less creative. Mm. And I was like, let's shatter that myth cuz what if we had a world where artists were financially empowered what does that government look like what does that decision making power structure look like what does that look like and we're getting closer to it every day which i love and mm. so i just then it got me thinking about money and it's it's what we're about to take on in the patreon sometime in the next few months is uh, this structure and these conversations, I look at money like a table. I frame it like a table. And this is what I did in the few episodes. The podcast was just me going to cons and setting up a mic and going, okay, who wants to sit in the hot seat and talk to me? You know, and people did. So, and it was just like, it was very cowboy and like, who cares? And you know, I just did a few episodes, but it was really compelling to me. And cause I've had the privilege of, of all the help that I have gotten for myself over the years. And it's given me a different perspective. You know, and I had hours and hours in the car in L.A. to listen to podcasts about this stuff and to inform myself. And so I look at money like a table. and The four legs are this. The first leg is knowledge, which we're not given on purpose. (laughs) We'll talk. We talk about that. Once you get knowledge, though, and start getting a little knowledge, then you make a plan. That's the next leg. And once you know your plan, then you know the habits you need. Habits are the third leg. And then we get to the fourth leg, which is this super oversized, massive leg, which is being. And being is, you know, the beliefs you were raised with the soup that you live in. I remember one of my early, early conversations with this guy was a guy who called called in when I had like a call in episode and he was pissed off at all of his wealthy friends. And I thought I said to him, I said, I that is blocking you because Mm. your unconscious mind understands now that if you're wealthy, people don't like you Mm. because you're not liking wealthy people it's yeah. unsafe. Yeah. So it, it, that's being, and like, you know, who you can get too big for your britches. Oh, we're not good with money or <laughs> rich people are selfish. Like there's the whole soup that we all poppies.
0: With. Nobody likes the tall
1: poppy. right? <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's, it's the stuff that we don't even know is running in the background, all that early subconscious programming. Right. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, I know I have so many people chiming in and asking, when are you going to get to the audience questions? For anybody that's just tuning in and you might not know, this show is called Alison's Wonderland. We're a weekly IGTV show and podcast where we interview people that work in animation and video games to go through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole to discover what it's like behind the scenes. So I hope you guys tune in every week. I'm so happy that um, we have so many people that tune in every week. Hey, guys. Hey, Luna Hunter, Chris. Don't worry, Celebrity Fan 01. We're going to get to your question. Jeff, thank you guys so much for sticking around. Let's see. I cannot see who these are coming from. Okay, a lot of people are asking. This is. I'm going to use this question to cover three questions about can I DM okay. Jennifer? Can I reach out on Twitter? What's the best way for fans to communicate? with you is it
1: Patreon? <laughs> patreon patreon is a good one Patreon's a good one actually i do sit down there and answer questions and i we have a private instagram it's private for the patreon people and i, I will directly interact there well, the streamly signings are for like signing and stuff mm-hmm. man it's hard because i'm so swamped right now i would say yeah. just signings and and the patreon and and if you need some coaching i'm so, but I follow you and I haven't seen, you haven't had a lot of time pop up recently. No, I haven't. And I actually, next week I will, I'm trying to get through some of this mark where until we find a marketing person. I'm like, Oh no, I have to learn a new job. No, I will. I would love to coach with you. God, that would be so fun.
0: So fun. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. So that's that's a lot of good resources. This is kind of like asking you which your favorite child, but I know you only have one child, so <laughs> it's an easier choice for us. What's your favorite role you've ever played? Can you even answer
1: that question? I actually have an answer for that, and it's it, it's not a role. It's the sheer diversity of the roles I've been. Privilege to play, everything from Princess Morbucks to Commander Shepard to Cinderella to Rivet and Ratchet and Clank to a driveling toddler in a new series I'm on. Like it's it's so fun. Yeah, I like the diversity.
0: We, ha- we got to act in a scene together in Ratchet and Clank, Ooh. Chef Tulio and Rivet. I have oh. I, holds a little clip from it somewhere. I'll just, it was so oh, cute. I would
1: love that. Throw that up, will you? If you find it, throw it up on social media. I would love it.
0: Rivet's to adorable. Oh. Justice, let's do a duo session. Oh, let's see. So that, i have going to cover this one. We're
1: working on something with a certain Japanese team right now and a director who might have also been involved with the project you just named. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I Just am t- working on something Japanese and something with a different team, but I think those are two
0: different things. Let's see. Was playing Cinderella your favorite?
1: I love being Cinderella. I mean, that is such a privilege to step into Eileen Wood's shoes and, and carry that mantle. I think I stepped into that in 1995 and man, what a, what a privilege. And also some super fun stuff like Wreck-It Ralph and all the toys and the theme parks. Like, pff, It's awesome.
0: Um, people are also asking, do you own the dress? Do you wish you own the dress?
1: <laughs> have you thought about getting the dress? No, but there might have been a moment that might have happened, but is certainly never allowed to happen with Lucy Taylor and I when she was still with us uh, in Orlando, you know, looking somewhat like our characters. But that's all I'm allowed to say internet do your thing it's not on the internet
0: <laughs> no. we made sure somebody's asking do you have a favorite moment from spider-man as the black cat set slash oh, alicia hardy
1: i do i have a couple i mean just sitting in the lobby with like ed asner and martin landau and ephraim zimbalist jr these actors who were in like old hollywood i mean not yeah. ed it was more recent but and listening to them tell stories, that was amazing. And at one time, our director was a character man, Tony Pastor. He was a character. <laughs> and Mark Hamill and I were doing a scene together. And we were, you know, we were standing side by side at our mics. And it was when uh, Felicia and I think, was he Hubgoblin? They had, they were like, you know, together for a little bit of it. And Tony made us do the scene holding hands <laughs> the whole time. Oh, so funny. How like, did that inform the scene? It was great, actually. It was kind of cool. So I've held hands with Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, you know what's so great is, like, I feel like the world is rediscovering him. And he's such a, an incredible actor and a wonderful, wonderful guy. Because I feel like, in, you know, in, in VA, he was ours for a couple decades before people were, like, rediscovered him and he became the thing again. I'm like, look, he's always been talented. You just like him because of Star Wars, but you don't even know his talent it's huge yeah here
0: in the vo world we we know we, yeah. we do we do yeah let's see we have so many questions. great questions what was your experience like being on billy and mandy
1: oh it was awesome it was so awesome because i played gladys billy's mom and she was nuts <laughs> I, there was this long stretch i had can you do the now. voice let's see um, a fangirl out Let's see. Oh my God, she was out of her mind. And Chris is Chris Zimmerman, who directed Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. She directed that as well. and her direction, for me, would be just she's got no Prozac today. I'd be like, oh, out of your trippy mind. Yeah, it was really fun. Let's see.
0: Okay, so this answers that question. Do ba do do. This is a very open-ended question, but do you love being a voice actress? And I guess I want to tack onto that. If you weren't a voice actress, what would you be?
1: Oh my. I absolutely love being a voice actress. Mm-hmm. I I I I've been gifted with this incredible career. And listen, you know, gifted in that I had an opportunity and then I worked my butt off for decades to make it count. But look, it's incredible. It's the things I've gotten to do, the the barriers I've gotten to break down, the the experiences I've gotten to be a part of or unbelievable and let's see if i wasn't doing that i would be a singer that is my first love and or and someone who built and designed and built houses redid houses because that's another one of my addictions (laughs) that's so cool and and or or disaster relief and rebuilding like some combination of disaster relief and reconstruction yeah In, in developing nations not in in areas where people don't have enough to make it work and need help yeah
0: that's funny at first glance they seem so disparate but actually they all have heart via the heart you have two singles that you put out in 2020 is yes. that right yeah so yeah are you currently how how much are you a singer songwriter can you tell us a little bit more about that and if you have any new music coming yeah
1: out? i wrote my first song when i was 12 at camp and then <laughs> i started singing in clubs when i was 15 and but i didn't have any confidence and now finally that i'm getting some some self love <laughs> and some like it doesn't matter if you have confidence i care about myself and i'm going to do it because i like it i i finally put out those those two songs i'd written one of them a, quite a while ago never and then sea of stars i my first audiobook i did last summer it was for christopher paolini's book to sleep in a sea of stars which was 800 plus pages 880 wow. plus pages and 50ish characters So it was a deep dive. Yeah. And out of that, he heard Never. And he's like, hey, do you think you would want to write a song? So I grabbed Todd Herfindahl, who's a guy I know. And we came up with Sea of Stars, which is one of my favorite things I've ever written in my life. Uh, And I have more songs coming. It's just a matter of of making it fit into the day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't chosen to put that at the top of my schedule priority list because I have a responsibility to Skills Hub right now. So I'm choosing to do that right now
0: i can't completely relate when you're a creative that has a lot of different interests and passions they can't all be on the front burner at the same time so there's seasons i think yeah seasons to season the the pots of yes. uh, activity exactly yeah. Mm,
1: yeah i
0: put out yeah. um an album in 2019
1: i think oh did you what's your think, genre what's your vibe
0: uh it's singer-songwriter folky pop but i I have a handful of pop songs that i want to put out and that requires collaboration you know but it's just it's something that is where my soul is at and something that's super important to me but then then the pandemic hit and it was like i didn't sing for over a year i just didn't open my mouth to sing really and so
1: yeah
0: it's nice to be kind of feeling it out again
1: I had singing sessions last week for a thing that will be released soon that I think people will be very happy about. That's all I can say. And I was like, ooh, girlfriend is not in as good a shape as she would like today. But, I mean, it all came out great. But I was like, whew, I'm used to like, boom, knocked it out. And I was like, ooh, I got to do a few a few approaches today. That's okay. But maybe yeah. you and I will collaborate on something it's, at one point.
0: It's definitely a muscle. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay, got to get this muscle back and shape it's like the tiniest little oh, i don't even know how it is how that works but awesome so many so i think we got through most of the questions yes chef Tullian rivet in the same room together it's so cute okay i guess i want to just with leave with i know we just have two minutes i don't I want to be super respectful of your time but if uh, go a
1: little over it's okay i got a couple extra minutes so.
0: okay yeah. all right mm-hmm. For the next hour... No, just kidding. We'll just... Um, I did... I was that. curious to ask you if you have any incredibly embarrassing moments in the group. Do you ever oh. just, like, let one rip and the mic's on, or I don't know. <laughs>
1: cool. When I was 17, I did. I didn't realize everyone could hear. I was, like, 17. I was like, oh, my God, lesson learned. And <laughs> let's see. I... Yeah. You know, I gave up the ability to be embarrassed a long time ago, mostly, because you can't have that in this career. But I do remember I was at, uh, I think it was at Warner Brothers one time. Doing oh god it was my first time I ever worked with Kari Walgren and she just blew me away, it was I forget what that series was that she was on she was incredible but I was guest uh, recurring role on that thing as one of the villains and I come in for my very first session and they did the whole scene with this kind of voice and eating up the scenery and doing it this way and jumping in fully and <laughs> and they finished the run and Lisa Schaefer was directing she goes Jen she goes that's great she goes she's sixteen I was like oh great let's go again okay we'll do it in here now because that's where she belongs and i was like oh my god why didn't no one tell me it wasn't in the description it's so funny yeah and so i was curious
0: how do you balance your relationship with social media these days i know that for a lot of voice actors it's becoming more it's becoming more of a thing that we have to do and how are you
1: juggling your
0: mental health and well-being with getting enough content out there and
1: communicating with your fan base is that a struggle yeah i put my mental health first Mm -hmm. and i may come up short on content but i just don't keep an eye on it that way it has to be organic for me i like I, i crushed my phone accidentally in the back of my car and oh, no. the way I had to order one was just... Your disastrous. car is very de- deadly and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> my car does not mess around. You know, it's children. A, I found this... I found a deal on... Cushion. I'm redoing my entire deck. Like, this whole house has been taken down to the studs wow. and put back together because it was, like, it needed it. And my deck was literally falling apart. Like, the entire... It's 22 by 20. It's a big deck. It's the whole top of the garage, basically. Oh, Wow. And the railing was built in 1973 and was literally falling off the side of the hat deck. <laughs> into the yard. And I had a puppy running around and a bunch of kids. I was like, Oh my God. So I'm redoing. And I see that Lowe's has cushions, you know, like those seated seating cushions for outdoor couches kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. On clearance. And those are bloody expensive. And I was like, I'm going to Lowe's, so I shove. I like got all I needed, and I'm cramming these things in the back of my car, and like strapping things on top of my car, and and I barely get it in. And I shove my bag in the car, my little <laughs> bag that has like my wallet and stuff in it, and my phone. I like shove it in the back of my car and slam the car shut. But it slid down right. The phone was what got crushed. I was like, oh well. And I had no phone for a couple weeks, so I really wasn't posting much during that couple <gasps> weeks. I was like, eh, not take it as a break. <laughs> that's what Wi-Fi for, right? <laughs> I know. I don't. It feels artificial. If it's artificial, I just I just can't. It, it's like acting. Like, I remember there were forms of acting where I was like, this feels artificial. I don't. I, I can't. I can't lie. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> want to do it. And if for it's a sure. tick, I'm just not going to do it because that's gross. People can smell that. Why would I do that to people? Yeah.
0: People can smell yeah. that. <laughs> yeah indeed. and other things true,
1: <laughs> right, okay,
0: one question for me I'm curious about how did becoming a mom change the way you approach your
1: work? Mm, man, it changed everything, yeah, and I knew it would. I always knew I would have one kid, and it would be late, like I would have a career first, and then I had my kid late we late i had I always joke I have kids like Indiana Jones goes through the door like, and so. Mm. You're going to get me here, Allison. It's okay to cry. Making cookies and just being there, whether it's, you know, multiplication table drills, where I somehow become Commander Shepard to my poor son in a battle, or just listening is the most important thing in the world. Like my career used to be the most important thing in my world. And then my sort of spiritual growth became the most important thing yeah. And it's this relationship and who am I going to show up as? Because the thing that they don't tell you as a parent is that the whole time there's a clock running and it's a countdown clock and you're going to hit that number and it's not your turn anymore. And and you hit various, the clock doesn't go straight. It counts and counts and counts. And then it leaps and you you're can't. like, wait, no, I had that pocket. And and my kid's like, no, I'm good. I'm going to school all by myself now. Yeah. And you go, yes, you are. Cause you got this. And then you go, oh my God, I miss it so much. You know, it's a thousand little debt. It's a thousand little losses. It's a thousand little things that go. And that's what matters most. I don't care if I miss some auditions because I was upstairs making cookies for my kid because I'll never get to do that again. You know? Yeah. And also the other thing is that you know, we, I don't know, but you, you know, I think a lot, all parents do this. Like we want our kids to be their best and you can't ask them to do what you're not doing. Yeah. Which also means you teach them how to handle mistakes. Like, Oh look, I'm making a big mistake right now. Watch, watch. This is how you do it. And this is how you clean it up. God. Yeah. It's so
0: apropos that we are having this conversation this week. My son just started kindergarten. Oh, And we are, I have just been so many tears. And I was like, met with this shaman. And she was like, "Your your energy is very Western facing. And, you know, coming to terms with, you know, I had a baby and it was like just mortality. This deep realization that, oh my God it's all temporal and like, we are not here forever. And, and it's just no, I, those little moments in the fall where you're like, oh my
1: God, he's starting at a new school and he's a big boy. Yeah, it teaches, it teaches us such deep lessons about love without attachment. And that is a hard road to navigate, man. Like my kid last night had a melt about a th- nothing, but it was a deep melt. And I was like, oh, you're you making up stuff and you're torturing yourself over something that is not going to happen, that may never happen. And you're torturing yourself right now, you know? And I, I was like, I, get, I don't want to invalidate your feelings. And there's also perspective. And at one point, he's like, you know what? I need space. And I was like, Whew. and he walked himself through it. And I'm like, of course you did, because mm. <laughs> you're awesome, you know? And it's, it's a thing, man. But they're, and, and just that fine line of being there with them as they make their mistakes. Like, don't, pre- you know, like, it's not always good to prevent them making their mistakes. Like, let them make them. Let them make them before, while they're still juveniles. <laughs> it doesn't go on their four-minute record. Like, go for, make your mistakes, you know? It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a road. And, you know, but the thing about this life, like, we're all, everyone on this, on this live, And everyone watching it later you're gonna die all dying (laughs) you know the thing is if the ride went on forever you wouldn't value the ride you know
0: yeah and we're not there's so many so many helps we're meant to take
1: (laughs) yeah yeah amen oh my god we have lots to talk about you and i yeah mother
0: yep boy mother Mm -hmm. well one final question i want to leave the audience with which is a question i like to ask everybody unless i forget (laughs) which is if there was a song in your heart what would that song be called
1: Mm. It's a song of mine that I'm writing right now. I'll sing for you for a second. Everything's gonna be... All, everything's gonna be just... Everything's gonna be all right... Just hang on and you'll see... Just hang on with me... That's my song.
0: Aww. <laughs> How perfect and a perfect way to end. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. It's been just lovely chatting with you and getting to know you a bit better. Everybody check out Skills Hub. I think you'll find a lot of value in it. And yeah, let us know if we can ever help you uh, spread the word or share any any details and yeah thank you so thank much you. if anybody's oh still up to hang i'm gonna go on tiktok and do some music over there if anybody <gasps> about 15 minutes if you want to come and jennifer obviously you're welcome to come and play some songs of course i'm sure you probably have fun. i'll be i'll
1: be parenting, parenting <laughs> i would do. love to <laughs> yeah of course. of course oh my god this has been wonderful Allison. i i your company is fantastic and i've, I've really enjoyed it I hope oh, to do I it look again. forward
0: to the next time. Yeah. See you guys soon. See you next Oh, next week. Next week, we have Ezra Weiss, voice actor and animation director. He directs Miraculous Ladybug as well as a ton of other projects. So I hope you guys will join in for that because it's going to be a completely different show every week. <laughs> All right, Jennifer. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.